You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Get ready for the greatest roast of all time: the roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th, hosted by Kevin Hart. The seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. Uh, Not tonight. Not tonight. You come home, you beat the Jazz last night, you know, a back-to-back. Uh, you can see the storm coming into Sacramento. Got a fuzzy picture here because of uh, the weather. And uh, that's it. The Kings were down seven points with just under four minutes remaining. All right. They're down seven points with under four minutes remaining. And they actually came back and took the lead only to lose it down the stretch. 120 to 117. Big turning point in the game. Uh, the Kings were 25 of 25 from the foul line. And Sabonis went to the line and missed both of them. And that was it. The Hawks took advantage and they win it uh, 120 to 117. So there you have it. All right. Again, I apologize for the little bit of a fuzzy picture, but uh, the weather is having a, an impact on everything that we're doing tonight. So bear with me. Uh, if you are out and about, uh, be safe uh, because this is a nasty, nasty storm. Good challenge by Mike Brown. It was successful, but the Hawks inbounded. They ended up getting a basket. Here's the deal in the game tonight. 30 points in the first, 31 in the second, 30 in the third for Atlanta and uh, 29 in the fourth. And you know what? Listen, you know how I feel about the officiating. I think you got a, a, a gripe here. They are making too many mistakes. And a guy that I have a lot of respect for, and I know him personally, all right? Monty McCutcheon is the head of the NBA officials. And again, I have the utmost respect for Monty. I think he is, again, I can't speak enough about him. I thought he was one of the league's best referees. But he is not doing a good job as the head of the officials. I, I'm sorry, he's just not. He's not doing a good job. We're seeing way too many mistakes. And again, I, I defend the officials whenever I can. I can't defend the officials tonight, okay? Monty, you got to be better with your officials. This, this has been a bad season for your officials. And I'm very close with a lot of the officials, very close. There are probably 10 guys that I text on a regular basis that are current NBA officials. And so, wow, you know, crazy. Yeah, you know, you can see the impact it's even having on my internet and everything else. So, Jeff, be safe, okay? Uh, you know, everyone else hunker down tonight. Uh, it's going to be absolutely nasty. You know what? Good job. It is a, it is a league wide issue. You know, it is. I'm sorry. I got the, the texts are coming some so quickly. Uh, it should not have come down to that. You're right. Uh, it is a league wide problem. You're exactly right. It is, you know, you know, the bottom line is you are exactly right. Jay, should not have come down to a last second shot. You're absolutely right. It should not. So here we are in the same predicament that we were in two weeks ago. 
coming off a three and three trip. Charlotte, worst record in the East. Lakers, you win. Washington, losers of 11 and 12. Here come the Atlanta Hawks, losers of seven of 10. Losers are four in a row. And what did I tell you on my Listen App show today? And what did I tell you when I was on YouTube today with Jerry Reynolds? I said, look for the Atlanta Hawks to bring their A game out tonight. Okay? They have two more games left to go on this road trip. They're going to play this game as well as they can. And what I mean is they're not going to be any lapses. They're not going to take uh, – they're, they're not going to be disgruntled because they've lost four in a row. They're going, we're taking on a team that we just beat a couple of weeks ago in our building, and that's what happened. That's what happened, 120 to 117. So there we have, there you have. You know what, I, I'm I'm the proponent of this. You always hear me, but I got to tell you, there's some there's been some gripes that are uh, justifiable, justifiable. Man, crazy. All right, again, the internet is having some issues with everybody tonight, so that's why my background's a little fuzzy. Uh, we're doing everything we can do, but here's the bottom line. I told you the Hawks were going to play well tonight. They did. I told you this would not be an easy game on the heels of a back-to-back. And the Kings, they lost. Ryan in Sacktown joining us right here on the post-game show. Ryan, we talked about this with Jerry Reynolds today, and we talked about this on Listen Up. I, I'm not surprised. I'm not surprised. Yeah, it's not surprising, Grant. They looked really, really sluggish in the first mm-hmm. quarter. They didn't really pick it up until the fourth quarter. And you saw that with Mike Brown's substitution patterns. He got some yep. of the bench in early in the game. But it was just a little bit too much last night in Utah. Um, they were a little worn down. And the bench did nothing again tonight. All right? you had You had a combined – you had two points for uh, Lyles, five points for Mitchell, two points for Davis, and nine for Monk. So, you know, you didn't really get a lot of production out of the bench. Uh, you look at Atlanta, all right, they got 17 from Bogey, all right? Yep. So just off the bench, how good was he tonight? 32 points, eight rebounds, three assists. You know, Bogey, Bogey was tremendous was in this game. Yeah, he played awesome. He's definitely added a few things to his game, seeing him down low and yep. post, you know, yep. doing some up and unders. So it was great. Well. It was great to see him play well and doing well in Atlanta. Obviously, would have liked to see the win, but uh, yeah, he was great for Atlanta. Yeah, again, I don't really have a problem with the Kings shooting. They shot nearly 47%, and they shot uh, 40% from downtown, and they shot 92% from the line. So I'm not necessarily agreeing with you on the shots. Uh, I do think that last night factored into it a lot of minutes. Uh, and what happened down the stretch tonight? I thought the Kings were going to have another great comeback, Rhino. Think about this. They're down 111 to 104 with three minutes and 50 seconds left, right? And before you know it, boom, the Kings have the lead. It's amazing how they're able to just never be out of a game. And then they take the lead. And again, I'm I'm not picking on Sabonis here. I'm just saying that was a critical stretch in the game with the Kings up by a point, and he missed both free throws. That's that's a tough one, Grant, especially with them shooting so well from the line all night long. Up until 25 that point, or 25. they were 25 yeah. or 25 at that point. Yeah, I mean, th- those are two or at least one that you have to have if you're Sabonis yep. out of character yep. for the most part. But um, yeah, that's the game for you. And if you look at the uh, by quarter scoring, I mean, the game was really won in the second quarter. If you want to yes. talk about that. Yes. You and know, again, uh, yeah. pretty right. much it was even all the way around. And isn't it interesting that, you know, we talk about defense and the Atlanta Hawks score 30 or more in the first three quarters, all right? So, you know, you lose 120 to 117. I'm just perusing uh, some of the other scores tonight in the NBA. Yeah. Uh, you know, the 
I mean, the Lakers are in here next. They're up by two points with 15 seconds left. Okay. So, you know, maybe the Lakers are starting to find themselves a little bit. Who the hell knows? But what I would tell you is I'm not surprised that the Kings lost tonight. Now, I did think that they would win a close game, and it was a close game, but I'm not surprised they lost. You know, Atlanta's got very good players. Their record probably is not a indication of the talent that they have on the floor. Yeah, if you look at uh, every individual piece that they have, um, they are very talented, Grant. It's putting it together as a cohesive unit. And mm -hmm. that's kind of been the problem for them, but not a surprise the Kings lost tonight. Um, you know, it, it, it was a little, if you look at the stats and you look at the box score, it, it looks like a Kings win, right? By the numbers. Yes. With the assists, turnovers yes. were fairly low. So I think it just comes down to fatigue and they just couldn't pull it out at the end. But hey, they had an opportunity, even with all that set. And, you know, having guys play heavy minutes the night before. They had an opportunity to win and it didn't yep. happen. Warriors lose to Detroit. Phoenix oh. loses. Phoenix loses again. They're lost right now. They lose at Cleveland 90 to 88. Uh, so that's good news for uh, the yeah. Kings when you look at the standings. You know, that's very good news. Very good news. Yeah, no doubt. No doubt. Um, you know, the Kings, they, they got to bounce back from this one. Luckily, they do have a bit of rest until Saturday yep. night when the Lakers come in town. But LeBron's yep. playing very, very good basketball right now with AD well, out of the lineup. So you can expect uh, typical Lakers game yep. <laughs> against the Kings. All right. And the Lakers are up 110 to 109, uh, their possession with three seconds left. So, uh you know, let's stop talking about the refs. I already made my point about the refs. I think you can they can be picked on. I do believe that they have doing, done a poor job this year overall. And I think Monty McCutcheon, again, a man that I have the utmost respect for, is not doing a good job with the officials. This has been a horrible year for the officials, in my opinion. They're making too many mistakes at crucial, crucial junctures of the game. So, Ryan, I'm going to throw this to you now. And maybe I should yeah. have asked Barry the same question. Due to the fact that this is not a Kings problem, that this appears to be a league-wide problem. Does the league need to implement new mechanism in the final two minutes of games to prevent these egregious calls that we're seeing or egregious non-calls instead of just one challenge? Yeah, it's a great question, Grant. You and I have kicked this around in the past. I, I do believe that they should implement something, but I do share the same concern as you about the you know game slowing down and too many replays and – you know, that, that final two minutes is usually where it goes back and forth pretty well and it flows, and you don't want stop, start, stop, start. So is there, uh, you know, value of what you say can be reviewed and you say these five calls, much like the NFL does? I, I don't know what it looks like, but they've got to get it right, Grant. Yeah. I mean, they, they have to, and unfortunately, I think – it really is – it stands out to Kings fans because how many times we've been mentioned in the two-minute report where wrong call, wrong call, wrong call yep. in games that were close. Yep. So um, what do you think, Grant? I mean, what would be the mitigating well, factor so it doesn't affect pace of play? I think Jeff is right. I think if you do win a challenge, you should get another one. I, I think, you know, if you, get a, if you win a challenge, that means you are acknowledging and it's been – uh, proven that the official made a mistake. Why should you, as a team with a challenge, be penalized because the officials made a mistake and you caught their mistake? So I agree with that. I think that's one way. Uh, the Lakers did win that game tonight, 112 to 109. But, I mean, why why should you lose the challenge on a successful challenge? That makes absolutely no sense to me. 
Yeah, no, you shouldn't lose the challenge. You're right. And that's a great point by Jeff. Um, I, I guess the question becomes, you know, like old school NBA grant where there was makeup calls or if maybe there was a foul and it was clearly off, you know, the Kings, they'd still give the ball to the Kings. So they didn't make the foul call. Those are the little things that I've been noticing from the referees this year because everything's reviewable. But with the coaches only having one review, yeah, you know, that makes it tough. You, you got to keep it in your back pocket. I mean, you, rarely would you use that in the first half. So it's a it's a really tough thing. And there's been a lot of wait late uh, whistles this year. A lot of late whistles waiting to see if the ball's going to go in. And that drives me personally. Yeah. Guys. Hey, Lucky, let me explain something to you. The officials don't lie. All right. I don't know what the hell you're th- what, what's going through your mind. OK, but you're delusional. OK, the officials don't lie. Stop it with this nonsense. All right. Uh, the Hawks win. 121 or excuse me 120 to 117 I I just I I look at Keegan Murray I like the way he rebounded tonight I thought he was more active on the glass he had eight points but how about the minutes played we talked about the minutes played last night right 40 minutes tonight for Sabonis 37 for Barnes 37 for Fox 34 for Herder on a second night of a back-to-back and again it's an advantage for a team like Atlanta they're sitting there waiting for you as you're playing a game in Salt Lake City. It's just the way it is. Sure. I, yeah, it's an absolute advantage, especially when they only had to travel an hour down I-80 to get to Sacramento because they played the Warriors yeah. two nights ago. Yeah. Um, hey, uh, by the way, you know, uh, like- don't, first of all, it's Scott with one T. Okay, it's not S-C-O-T-T. And you're more delusional than the other caller, Lucky, if you believe that to be true. Okay. So we got the trolls out tonight. That's what happens. You know, I think when the wind hey. picks up and the storm's coming in, we got a bomb cyclone that's approaching us. And what happens is it affects people's brains. That's what happens. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. It's a little bit scary. Uh, Scott Pollard smack, huh? All right, guys. Uh, Scott did like Marvin uh, Bagley. That's one of my best friends. I had Scott on my show. I talked to Scott. Scott thought that Marvin Bagley was going to be the best player in the draft. He made it very clear he didn't know anything about Luka Doncic. She said that. He goes, hey, just so you know, I can't talk about Luka. I don't know anything about him. I don't watch him play, so I can't evaluate his game. Scott has been really good about evaluating talent coming out of college, and he thought that Marvin Bagley was going to be the best player in the draft, not including Luka Doncic. Obviously, that hasn't been the case. But again, he couldn't comment on Luka because he didn't know anything about him. Right, right. Makes sense. And I mean, it's it's not just that draft pick. The Kings have missed on numerous draft oh, picks before then yeah. in hey, recent I, history. Yeah. And I don't know, Ryan, are the Kings 20 and 17 right now and in the middle of the playoff race? Or did they just kind of get eliminated from the playoffs tonight? Help me out here. Yeah, Grant, I think they are. I don't think one game knocks you out of the playoff race. Um, okay. So I think we're doing OK. Still three over 500 with four more games to play on this homestand. Two of them. Okay, against arguably, and I don't even look at the standings sometimes when I make this comment, but I should, arguably the worst team in the NBA in the Houston Rockets. They are 10 and 28. Mm -hmm. The only team worse record-wise by one loss are the Charlotte Hornets at 10 and 29. How did the Kings do against Mm -hmm. Charlotte two weeks ago? Oh, that's right. They lost to them. Kings cannot take any team lightly, period. They cannot do that. Tonight is another indication. And I'm not saying that the Kings took the Atlanta Hawks lightly. What I'm saying is, you know what? It's the NBA, right? Did you see what Oklahoma City did last night, folks? They put 150 on the board against the Boston Celtics. Think about that. Yep. Yep. It's the NBA. I mean, the the bottom line, Grant, to me, what it looked like 
was exactly what you called fatigue. It, it looked like to everybody out there that goes to your local gym, plays pickup games, it looked like the last pickup game of the night where, you know, the team had been on the court for five games in a row, and that was in the first quarter. They just didn't have it. And the starters, here's the thing, though, on the flip side, Grant, the starters need to get used to playing those types of minutes if they are going to be a playoff team because that is going to be requested of them to get there and in the playoffs from there on. Scott was not wrong about Ben McLemore. He was absolutely spot on about Ben McLemore, 100% spot on. All right, uh, the Kings lose tonight. And next up, the Lakers. And you're, you made a good point. They got a couple of days off, and they're going to need it. There's some tired puppies. I would almost guarantee you they will not practice yeah. tomorrow. Minnesota won tonight. They beat Portland uh, 113 to 106. So right now, when you look at the standings in the Western Conference, the Kings are still fifth at 20 and 17. The Clippers are sixth at 21 and 18. And then it's uh, Portland with 18 losses, Phoenix and Golden State with 19 losses. I only really look at the loss column because teams play an uneven number of games throughout the season until you get to the end. So I look at the loss column, 17 losses for the Kings, 18 for the Clippers and the Blazers, 19 for the Suns and the Warriors. And so that just tells you how bunched up everyone is. Yep, still bunched up as we approach All-Star break. I mean, we're still about, what, a month away, month and a half away. Um, but I, I see the West stand like this. I mean, there, there's been big injuries, right? You've had Zion, AD, Sabonis, yep. Fox to a degree. Um, you know, it's Curry. How do you leave yep. him out? Yep. And the Warriors now, they're going to creep up. The Warriors could be to the five spot very, very soon, if not higher. Yeah. Um, once Curry comes back. Well, if Steph Curry comes back and doesn't have any other issues with the shoulder, which I have heard is not a in concrete possibility. I've heard that he, that's something that is structurally defective that may have to have a surgery in the off season, but assuming that he can come back and be Steph Curry, why would we think that the Warriors would not win 60% of their remaining games? I think they would at least yeah, more absolutely. than that. Yeah. I think they've earned that credit and yeah. you got clay Thompson starting to look like clay Thompson again. Um, so they're, they're, they're sitting pretty and they are one of those teams that they just need to take it to the dance. They just need to get it. Yep. Well, uh, and again, the team that's hot right now in the West are the uh, Dallas Mavericks. They have all of a sudden won seven in a row and they're 22 and 16. And isn't it interesting that the Kings and the Mavs haven't even played yet? Yeah, that is very interesting. Do they, do they have a bunched up schedule, Grant, with the Mavs, where they see them like I haven't looked at the schedule. Or- I haven't looked at schedule that far in advance. They're not on the schedule coming up, obviously, on this homestand or the next road trip when they play at San Antonio and at the Lakers. So most of the games are in the latter part of the year, and those are going to be huge games. Big games, absolutely. And if the Mavericks continue playing this way, then they're going to be right up there with the Kings too. So that's going to be a full game contest. Not only that, the Mavs are always active at the trade deadline. They roll the dice. Mm-hmm. So they don't play Dallas until they have two games in Sacramento against Dallas, back-to-back nights, February 10th and February 11th, all right, right before the All-Star break. And then the Kings are in Phoenix for the last game on February 14th before the break. So two games at home on the 10th and the 11th of February, all right? And then the Kings go to Dallas on the 5th of April. They only play Dallas three times this year from what I three can times. see. Yeah. That that uh, April 5th game could be big. Let's let's yeah. get past the first two in February though. Well, um, think about think yeah. about these think about these last I'm going to this is I hate to do this cuz injuries can change everything. 
Think about this schedule. Sure. I'm going to just pick it randomly uh, with a, a home game against Boston. Home Phoenix, home okay. Utah, home Minnesota, at Portland, at Portland. April begins, home San Antonio, and then at New Orleans, at Dallas, home Golden State, at Denver. How about that schedule? That's brutal. Yeah, That is absolutely brutal. And, and that even speaks to why these games – are so important right now when they play teams that on yep. paper we think the Kings should beat um, because that that is that's going to be a rough stretch grant I mean I, I can't think of the last time that a team has a or had a stretch like that towards yep. the end of the season because I don't remember the beginning of our season being particularly no easy. no uh, they you they normally do yeah. play uh, that they call it the Texas Triangle where you go to Dallas, San Antonio, or Houston, or two of them. So it is it is rather unusual. Uh, yes, it is. Kings lose tonight by a score of one twenty to one seventeen. Want to thank New Works Plumbing for everything they do for your plumbing needs and repairs. Make sure you keep that website in your mind. Sack serviceplumbing.com. That's sackserviceplumbing.com or call the number on your screen. New Works Plumbing. They've got a fix for you. Kings, again, they were down 111 to 104 with three minutes and 50 seconds left. And they came roaring back. They take the lead. And I'm thinking to myself, just like everybody else, wow, here we go again. Fox is going to take over the yeah. game. We're going to have another phenomenal finish the same way. But here's what we have. We, you and I talked about this earlier. Being in one possession games with the shot clock off, is a really dangerous way to go about your year. Think about the last several games. Think about the Denver game at home. Think about the Jazz game at home. Think about the Jazz game last night and the game tonight. You're not going to win all of those one-possession games. The Kings have been recently, but not tonight. Yeah, Grant. Eventually, it's going to come down to the law of averages because the way the Kings shoot, you know, it's it's less than a coin flip that the basket's going to go in. Yep. So that that's a that's a really really tough place to be. But up until this point, they have been pretty good in those situations. It, it's just that there's that one minute stretch in the fourth quarter at the end of the games where they either turn it on or something like tonight happens and mm -hmm. they just can't. You know, we we make it a mistake like Sabonis missing the two free throws, things along those lines. So right. it's Jekyll and Hyde. But you're right. One possession makes all the difference. And with the shot clock off, Man. that's that's tough. One twenty. I was encouraged. Yeah. Go ahead. Oh yeah, I was going to say I was encouraged though how much the offense ran through Fox tonight. Did you notice that? Because yes, I did. It was a lot more. Him, yeah. Yeah. Um, yep. Versus Sabonis. Can I interrupt you for a minute? Not once this year have I said the Kings are making the playoffs. Not one time. Not one time on Listen App. Not one time here on YouTube. You know what I've said? I've said, don't talk about the playoffs until you get to the All-Star break. I say that all the time. I'm consistent. Because here's what I've been telling you. If De'Aaron Fox goes down for any amount of time, your season is over. If DeMontis Sabonis is off the floor for any amount of time, your season is over. No playoffs, okay? So if you listen to me on a regular basis, whether it's on Listen App Every Day or here on YouTube, I've never said the Kings are making the playoffs, not once. And I'm still not saying they're making the playoffs because there's too many games left. Over half the season remains. I've been very consistent about that. 
Yes, you have. But I think it's fair to say, too, they're in better position than they have been in a long yes. time. So No question. Uh, you know, maybe listen a little bit better because we do throw stuff out there. Like last night, you said 9-9 nine and nine on the road. If you finish 500 for the season on the road, that's a playoff team, right? Yes. That's different than saying, hey, they're going to be correct. in the playoffs. But they also have – they're 9-9. Nine and nine, You play – 41 on the road and 41 at home. That means they have a lot of road games left. Okay. So what, yes, what's, what I mean is if you do end up 500 on the road, you are going to the playoffs. Not that they are going to go 500 on the road. There's a little bit of a difference there. You know, I think you need to listen a little bit more closely uh, to what I'm saying. And as far as this message right here, if you want to come on and do the post game show, we can work something out. You want to do the show? You come on and do the show. I don't know about you, okay? And I appreciate you joining us here on the stream. And I appreciate you chiming in with the chat message. But I don't know if you're aware of this. The standings in the Western Conference are relevant to us talking about a game that was just played due to the fact that the Kings are very close to being the 10th team in the playoffs, okay? And they're very close to being the top seed. So do you not think that the standings are relevant? Do you not think it's relevant to talk about teams like Dallas who have won seven in a row, who the Kings have not played yet? Do you think that's not relevant to a team's post-game show covering the league? But again, if you would like to do the show with me, send me a DM, yeah. maybe I'll send you a link and we can show all of Sacramento and the world because we got Lithuania watching, Vietnam, Fiji. We've got... Chile, you can show the world your astute, great basketball knowledge. Is that a deal or what? You let me know. Send me a DM. Send the DM, bro. That might be the first time anybody's called you bro on uh, yep. the post-game show. I know. I'm a little too old to be calling bro. You should call me old man, but I don't know about bro. bro you know? You know? Uh, <laughs> 120 to 117. Am I allowed to talk about the Phoenix Suns or is that not allowed on the post-game? Right. Uh, I'll let you be the moderator uh, here. Okay. All right. I, I'll give you a buzzer if you go a little overboard. All right. So they lose again. Okay. And think about what's happened to that team, right? They were at the top of the uh -huh. West with Phoenix and Memphis. And now look at what's happened to them. Okay. They have lost at Washington or home Washington, home Memphis at Denver, one at Memphis, lost at Washington, at Toronto, at New York, at Cleveland. They just went 0-4 on their road trip. They come home to take Miami and Cleveland. Then listen to this road trip they got coming up. At Golden State, at Denver, at Minnesota, at Memphis. Welcome home. Brooklyn is waiting for you. Do you think, I'm just curious, and I hope you're, I'm allowed to talk about this, all right? No, I, you're I, good. I, you're good. Okay. I just wonder if anyone out there thinks that Devin Booker is important to the success of that team or not. My point is this. You see what happens to the Suns when their best player is not on the floor? That's exactly what's going to happen exactly. to Sacramento if Sabonis is not on the floor. And if you think I'm wrong, I think you are not being realistic and objective about your team. If De'Aaron Fox is out for a significant period of time, like Devin Booker, the Kings are going to lose a lot of games. So that's why I don't talk about making the playoffs, because the season is too fragile based on injury. I've been through it. I've done it 32 years. I've seen great seasons turn into bad seasons and vice versa because of injuries. So be careful. Absolutely. All right. Be careful. Absolutely. 
And hell, Grant, you, you could even look at the stretch the Kings have had when Fox, even though he played through it for the most part, with that foot injury. And then Sabonis getting hurt. Luckily, Sabonis is playing through it. But we have been, we've not been on a great stretch. They have been inconsistent. There is no other way to put it. And, you know, that's our two stars still yep. on the floor. Hey, DJ, they lost, okay? They lost, okay? I just looked at the standings. They lost. It didn't say, oh, but it came down to the last shot in the standings. You know what it said? It said they lost. That's what it said, okay? Just letting you know that. I'm looking at the standings right now. Phoenix, they lose 90 to 88. Oh, in parentheses in the standings. Oh, but the game came down to the last shot. So we're going to give Phoenix a half a win. Oh, no, it didn't say that. I'm making that up. I apologize. Oh, I thought you were going crazy for a second. Huh. Maybe they should put a little smiley face next to the L. That'll let you know if it was the last shot. Oh, my gosh. Hey, the Kings, the Kings, uh, if you're keeping score at home, are in fifth place in the West. I hope I'm allowed to mention that, that they're fifth in the West. I hope I'm allowed to do that. Uh, 120 to 117. They lose 120 to 117. Oh, we got the uh, NBA guru who's uh, screwing up all the highways with the, uh, you know, meter ramps. Absolutely, Zach. <laughs> Good to hear from you. Happy New Year, Zach. I hope you're doing well, my friend. Love talk, talking to Zach. Happy Love New talking Year. to the NBA guru. Absolutely. How do you get the name the NBA guru? He made up the uh, name. You know, he used to call okay. my show and he, okay. he, put down as, he put down on the call screener. He said, I'm NBA guru. So I had him on and we talked about <laughs> his NBA guru knowledge. And then I asked him what he did. And he said, he's an engineer, I believe. And uh, we he, we got into the traffic patterns around Sacramento. And I think they I, I think it's as bad as any downtown I've ever been in for the sequence of the lights. Whoever has designed that system, I think I could take okay. a kid out of kindergarten and design the light pattern better than they have in <laughs> Sacramento, okay? And then the metered ramps. I am not a fan of the metered ramps. If you are not a skilled mm-hmm. enough driver to merge onto a freeway, you should not get your license, okay? You don't need to be sitting there and running out of gas for 15 minutes, polluting the air, and then floor your gas pedal to merge into the traffic, which you would have been doing in the first place. So Zach and I got into a rather interesting debate on the radio about that. (laughs) Preach. So, so Napes, I got to ask you, in your years of doing radio, what were some of the funnier glosses that you saw come up on the call screen? NBA gurus get, but I'm sure oh you had gosh. some funny ones. Yeah, there there were there were some. Um, and then I would I would kid him like, wait a minute, you're the NBA guru, huh? Oh, yeah. Really? Who gave you that name? <laughs> uh-huh. Well, what's your real name? Zach. All right, well, from now on, you're Zach. You're not the NBA guru. Okay. You're no you don't you're not the NBA guru because you woke up one morning and goes, Oh, I'm the NBA guru. No, you're not. All right. You're a traffic engineer who pisses everyone off in town with these stupid ass metered ramps and lights that don't work in downtown Sacramento. That's what you are. You're not an NBA guru. You're a guy that creates nightmares for travelers and commuters in the greater Sacramento area. That's what the hell you are. You're not an NBA guru, Zach. All right. You're you're a person that gives everybody aggravation with your damn strategy from a from a desk and a computer about how we can make everyone's life miserable who's behind the wheel of a car. That's what you are. You're a traffic guru who screws with everyone. That's what you are. You're not an NBA guru. All right, I had to do a rant tonight. Sorry about that. And uh, and Zach, that is brought to you by Newark's <laughs> Plumbing and Air. <laughs> Grant's 
NBA Guru Rant. Yeah, brought to you by Guruworks Plumbing. For your plumbing needs and repairs, just go to sackserverplumbing.com. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. You know what? Hey, I'm going to say I'm going to say this right now. Oh, boy. There you go, Zach, just for you. Hey, Zach. No, Zach knows me. I'll tell you one thing I love about Zach, and I really mean this. Zach has a phenomenal personality, and he can take it, and he can also dish it out. But Zach is like the nice. – uh, he was like Ed McMahon on the Johnny Carson show, okay? That's what that's what Zach is. <laughs> Zach, Zach is a really, really good at playing off words and following along. I, Zach is truly – and Zach, you know this. You're one of my favorite callers, man. I absolutely love it. I really do. Oh, my gosh. He is. If Zach, if you so, could hear Zach right now, we would be having a, an absolute riot of a conversation. We really would. <laughs> so, Napes, those are the funnest conversations to have, no doubt. And it's funny that you said that because when we were talking about Rome's show, uh-huh. I went to look up the call with Brad because I had to hear it again. Oh, my and God. I know Was that you a classic? Forgot that. And, Was that a classic? And, and you, yeah, you dished it right back. Yeah. <laughs> you dished it right back to him. It was yep. great. So. Anybody well, that hasn't checked that out, go check that out. Uh, I would also, and yes, uh, this message, uh, uh, Bob is doing well. He was in Sacramento tonight. Love Bob. Great guy. I had him on my podcast and was really enjoyable listening to his career. But yes, uh, you, you are right about that call from Brad. You know, Brad and I exchanged messages and we used to DM each other. And, uh, you know, he's funny as hell, yeah. man. I almost went down and saw him, but I didn't have enough time. Uh, you know, he invited me out, but I couldn't make it work. So good. Yeah. He, he's a he's a he's a piece of work that's for sure <laughs> yeah he is indeed oh you gotta watch uh, your back when you're around him all right so uh, 120 to 117 off a couple days then you have the Lakers coming up next now I am going to be doing that show on listen app not on YouTube all right I'm not able to be in a location where I can do my YouTube show, but I want to definitely be on. So remember on the Lakers game, I will be doing the show on listen app and we'll be able to Zach, you'll actually be able to talk to me, Zach, and we can go back and forth. I can have, I I can have the NBA guru on listen app. How's that? You know? And, and, you won't have to charge him an appearance fee. So, Guru, show up, buddy. <laughs> I did not see Kevin Herter's parents, so I, I can't comment on that. Were they looking kind of like stone-faced? You know what I'm saying? So, man. Uh, I didn't see him at the end. They they just looked like parents enjoying the game oh, okay. to me. Uh, uh-huh. Yeah. Somebody wants to know, can I sum up the Kings game tonight in five words? Not six words. Okay. Uh, Yes. Lost on back to back. That's how I sum it up. They, if the Kings had not played last night, they would have won the game tonight. I'm not blaming it on that. And my point is every team goes through it. It's part of the deal. Do I think this year the Atlanta Hawks are a better team than Sacramento? No, I don't. The detractors would say, wait a minute, Grant, they've played twice and the Hawks beat the Kings twice. Yes, they did. The first time they went into Atlanta, the Hawks were resting. The Kings had played in Memphis the night before. 
tonight. The Hawks were in Sacramento watching the Kings on TV last night. So I give them a, an advantage. If I took these two teams and gave them equal days off, do I think the Hawks would win? No. Do I think the Kings would win 10 out of 10? No. I guarantee you they'd win a minimum of six and maybe seven. So I think the Kings are a better team than the Hawks. That's my opinion. Yep. Yep. I, I agree. All right. I'm going to give you my five words. My five words are even professionals get tired legs. Because mm -hmm. yep. that's exactly what you saw tonight from the Kings. So great they, job right they there. Just, they, they didn't have. So, Laker, right. Lakers up next with nice yep. little rest. Yep. And guess what? Uh, guess what? The Lakers play the night before. So, they're getting the Lakers, I believe, on a back-to-back. -back. When I looked at their schedule, the Lakers play the night before. Are they in Golden State? Golden uh, State let me Portland? look up their schedule. I can't remember. I believe – let me look at the Lakers. Let me look at the Lakers' schedule. Let's see here. The Lakers play – Get my glasses on. I'm becoming like Jerry. You know, I can't see anymore. All right. So <laughs> the Lakers play at home against the Hawks. Okay. Yep. So, and then, so the Kings are getting them on a back-to-back. -back. You know, again, it happens. Back-to-backs, the Kings are resting for two days, whereas the Lakers are going to be playing there on a back-to-back, -back, right? Third game in four nights, right? Am I doing my math right? Yeah. Yeah. So it happens. Yep. Right? Three and four. It happens. Yep. All right. Uh, the Kings did have a lot of uh, – the Kings – but the bench really didn't get it done tonight. You know? So that's a great question, Ryan. Does that, does that mean Coach Brown is losing trust in the bench? You know what it means? It means he's coaching a game in a tight fourth quarter with the feel for who's doing what and – whether he thinks they can get the job done. It's all about feel in that situation. Very good question, though, because the bench has kind of dropped off a little bit, Rhino. Yeah. Yeah, I think it's a great question. Also, I would say one thing that I've picked up on with Coach Brown and his rotations is it's not just what you see in the games. He is very detail-oriented, and every little thing matters. And if he's seeing things in practice, that is not going to get you in the game. And yep. it, you've seen Metu not get minutes lately, um, you know, so it's a combination of things. But at the end of the day, the bench needs to step up because it has yep. been inconsistent. All right. So, again, uh, no YouTube after the Lakers game, but over on Listen app. And then you have, after the Lakers game, three more games on this homestand with Orlando and then two against the Houston Rockets. All right, so you and I talked about this earlier today, I think either on yep. Listen App or with Jerry. I said, worst-case scenario on this homestand, 4-1. and one. I said, this Kings team, and again, without any injuries, should be a minimum of 4-1 and one on the homestand. Now, do I need to change that? I'm not going to change it. They should, with their rest now, Lakers on a back-to-back -back should be a win. This team should not lose to Orlando or the Houston Rockets. So I'm still staying with four and one. I think they can win the next four games. Yeah, I'm sticking to my guns. I, I said four and one last night, and I said if they're going to get caught, this will be the game. So I, I think that they absolutely get a couple days of rest and uh, beat the Lakers 
beat Orlando and then knock Houston out two and three nights. Yeah, I do know that Memphis was coming off a back-to-back. It was a different type of a back-to-back because the game before was at home. There was no travel. There was no time change. That's a little bit different. However, I also did a rant on this the next day talking about they played a back-to-back and Desmond Bain was not playing, who killed the Kings in the first meeting of the year. So I was very aware of that. A back-to-back when you're playing consecutive games at home is not as difficult as when travel's concerned. So, again, every team in the league goes through back-to-backs. You can't use it as an excuse. I was just pointing it out that two games against Atlanta this year, okay, they've had the second night of a back-to-back. That's all. That's all I'm saying. It's a fact. (laughs) It's nothing more than that. It is a fact. All right, we'll wrap it up, 120 to 117. Rhino, uh, you know, let's hope everyone makes it safe through this uh, bomb cyclone, all right? and Absolutely. You take it easy, buddy. All right, thanks, buddy. Have a great night. Everybody stay safe. All right, love having you here on the postgame. The uh, Hawks beat the Kings tonight, 120 to 117. Thank you so much for being right here on If You Don't Like That with Grant Napier and Ryan in Sacktown. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.